A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the descendant of this podcast. Yes. ACDC. (laughs) Thunder. I was thinking about how weird it is that we, we're probably the only like study that uses that word differently. DC. Descendant. Yeah. The Instead of like your descendant or yeah, you don't hear it used for like the 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 term necessarily. The, you hear like, like descending down. or like descent. Descent. Yeah. yeah. Your descendants. The George Clooney movie. The yes. other movie. Uh, Isn't there another there's like feel like I feel like descend the punk are they punk band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of descendant. But the descendant no pluralization here. 
it's its own. It's its own thing. And even like, because I know I always mix up and sorry for anyone on a chart reading that I've ever confused about like, oh yeah, your sentence just like straight up east. It's like a, like, it's just looking at the map flipped back. It's just, it blows my mind to think if we made the descendant like the, or the Western view the ascent like it's just that we chose to go this direction and of course it makes sense with like it's rising and that it's setting but what if we were like nah dude setting is more of what we're putting out like you know like what if we just made that conscious switch i mean now i can't even think of it because it's just so ingrained in what we've learned and what we're experiencing but i was just again stoner boner like whoa what if we actually made the descendant you're rising <laughs> well you you could make that like the new the stevie uh <laughs> the new like chart system or whatever i mean people just make up their own not their own but like yeah. all the chart house systems house are systems. made up and oh they are at, made up starting at yeah, the so descendant is just another variation so I that see. can be yours trademarked and copyrighted and no one <laughs> it. she owns it I'm going to make any money on this. That's like me at the TED Talk. What if the Descendant was your eyes? Did I just blow your effing mind? What if the thing we thought we were putting out, we were actually like deeply regressing and hiding? Never did I think about that? That's exactly how you start new schools of thought, which which is just like the thing that you believe is actually not. Mm. What if we're living in like opposite land opposite well land. have you seen that new i haven't seen it but i watched the trailer that new the vow yes yes oh okay i was just saying you have to I, ha- watch I haven't it. seen it so oh, no okay this isn't a spoiler this is just i don't know if this ever happens to you but i haven't had this happen in a long time where i watched an episode early sunday morning and i was like oh i'm backlogged too didn't realize i watched that night's episode so when last uh-huh. night i was like new episode time and i was like you dumb bitch you thought you're having this night to watch the cult and you watched the cult this morning and i mean again you know i was just i still watched it but it was just like i was really looking forward to the night watch and i blew it on a day watch and what can you do well (laughs) i made a mistake of putting a pressing play on a new show oh watching the finale that scott had not yet seen (laughs) and then being like I do not understand this show at all. Like, what is going on? And then finding out that there's no reason to watch now because I you saw know. the end. What'd you watch? It was The Boys. It was a while ago. Oh, I've been yeah. hearing good things about The Boys. I know there's new, new. Well, don't season. watch the last episode first. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, not, it's not going to inspire you, you to start from the beginning. I'll you, tell you that. Much. You just blew apart the new house system, like because I feel like that <laughs> symbolically relates. Also, if you look at the house systems when you go to astro.com and you want to switch a roo, there's one called Sunshine, and I'm like, see, this is like how I know you can just like. You can just enter yeah. in anything and like it's not make gonna it up. be all of these things. It's like a reminder of how like how anything works where it's like you anybody can do anything. It doesn't mean it's going to be like popular or trusted or whatever. But like people self-publish books, people put out like it's you could just make up a house system and like ask probably like email someone at astro.com to like put it in. Even if nobody uses it, it's just you made it up. Whoa. You can I mean, start it would Nexium. be cool to see everything in mirror. Yeah. Oh. You know, your whole chart would be backwards, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, argue. I mean, we'll get into it, and maybe this is too stoner bonery, but I think that it is kind of like, I don't know, not not arbitrary, but like the descendant only becomes the descendant by virtue of being on the other side. So, like, mm-hmm. if you, I don't know if it would be. I mean, it would obviously be different, but I don't know if it would be that different because you'd still then have like the opposite side on the other side and you would make these same arguments like oh well these things am i really my libra rising or am i my aries descendant because that's what i'm attracted like you just have the opposite conversation Ooh, you know i just thought of something what if you made a like a more of like a business or personality chart starting that midheaven that upward point at your ascendant and then, sure. I mean, you could, I guess, guess kind of do this with anything that is of interest well, and put it somewhere else as a starting point. Not exactly the same thing, but that's kind of what um, you do for like some traditional Hellenistic tech timing techniques and that kinds of thing. Like, it's not exactly the same thing, but it is when you're wanting to figure out like event charts and those sorts mm-hmm. of things, that is how you like uh, elect a chart. Is being like, oh, I want this thing to be here. Well, that's how want, you do the you know cartography too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's changing the hour, changing your you know location mm-hmm. to different time zones, mm-hmm. creating those lines. Yeah, yeah. One of my um, old cohort classmates, Kendra. Shout out to Kendra. I was one of her guinea pigs because she's a hypnotherapist. So we were working Ooh. with like nodal lines and evolutionary astrology, and she did my chart in the periphery house is that does um i'm like i can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what it said but i was like she was just talking about from the studies like this is what you would use for like this house system is just what lends to it sort of like what you're saying with mm-hmm. the hellenistic of like these sorts of you know house systems work for your horary or business forecasting or more like event based versus like your natal base which seems like it's Pretty much dealers. I mean, you know, we all have free will. It's dealer's choice on like what connects for you for your natal. But it is interesting to think like that this whole sign of periphery or sunshine or whatever are going to have their different uses. So to mm-hmm. not like, um, not to be afraid of, you know, again, Astro is so much shit you can dick around with. It is just mind blowing. I think with the descendant too, like, Maybe because I have looked at it less than the Ascendant, but I feel that it's taken me such a long time to find that you can't control really how others take you or, you know, someone thinks that you're being an asshole and you're just blunt. That's different. But with the Descendant, I think there is a bit more control there. Like, I think it's more, I guess not everything we hide is intentional. But I think we do purposefully keep a lot of stuff to these little darker corner areas of our charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the Descendant is such a, like, I feel like, and again, I'm jumping in the chase, but also just so interesting. Because I always forget that this, I, I don't know why, like, I forgot that this was going to be what was discussed when t- moving along these houses. Because not that we don't have major players along the way, but yeah, the Descendant is like, we're about to cross over. We're about to like move up into this whole new space. And I think a lot of the times the ascendant does feel really out of our control in some ways. Like it's, it's this compass you're looking at the world through and it's like, I didn't pick this compass. I mean, I didn't pick any of this really, but now I'm like, it's not even where a planet was. It's just like this 
time that I have to believe in and what is time. And then then we have this descendant on the flip and it's kind of nice that it's not not paid that much attention to. I know people who are maybe descendant lovers are like, oh, no, I, I do all the time. It's like, that's good. But it's not what – it's not our big three. You know, it's not like what we introduce ourselves with. And I think those things in the chart that are what you're saying, those more like secretive things that you bop – like sometimes you just run into and then you're like, oh, yeah, the descendant. I forgot well, about you. Don't Don't you think too – I mean, if you read – any of the websites or descriptions like if you click and i do a lot of the time right uh you know neptune conjunct ic and it won't give you that it gives you neptune opposition to mc and it's the same with descendant like they won't if you write like moon conjunct descendant it gives you moon opposition ascendant which is the same mm-hmm. um but it doesn't i guess like it's hard for me to contextualize that the ascendant opposition of a planet is the same as the descendant conjunct it. Does that make sense? Like, it's hard to like, yeah, I don't know. No, that makes sense. I mean, I just, let's just get right into it. Cause I was like, I want, I love this like track because we're talking about the seventh house today. Uh, And I love this idea because a lot of what I was reading is about this idea of your seventh house being Like, you can't ever know your seventh house until you come up against another another person. And so to me, that makes sense in terms of like the ascendant being like you, it's through your eyes, it's where you're looking and you don't know about your descendant until you have someone else be like, oh, did you know that this is what you're giving off or whatever? Or like, oh that's my the thing because God. You know, you're looking out your ascendant and you're like, here's what I'm project. Here's what I think people want from me is to act like this kind of person. And then your descendant is like, here's how that's actually playing out. Here's how you're being received. Here's how you're this thing. And it can be with your control or it can be not. And it also can speak to like your experience both like other people's experience but also your own realization that like oh this thing that I thought I was hiding I'm not hiding at Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. or like this thing that I didn't want people to know about they absolutely know about so it's this weird like it's it's both it's both other people but most importantly it's like how you experience being experienced by other people oh my fucking god I mean, I knew, like, again, these things are things, like, we've known and we've studied, but, like, really spending that time that we're doing now to slice out this, especially, I've been really just thinking about shadow work and just, like, like, triggers. I've been, uh, uh, our listener, Taylor, in front of the pod who's helped us out with events, has this new wellness podcast vibes revealed that I've been loving, and the shadow episode really, like, stood out to me of, like, those things that just piss you off or those things that just, like, irk you and you're like okay what is irking me but also uh it's irking me because it's it's something more in me than them right or it's something it's never it's never them mm-hmm. it's it's usually like rarely like do I really give a shit what someone's doing in their day-to-day as long as they're not harming people probably not but then but what makes you know that's like that spirally feeling or jealousy I feel like a lot can live in that descendant area those things that are not savory and not fun to talk about but just thinking of like Oh, I don't know. It's like thinking you have a poker face when you don't. <laughs> and it's like, no, your reactions are pretty uh, visible, lady. I I also found in the book 
the uh, astrology for dummies it's not called that idiot's <laughs> guide to astrology uh it's because i think when we last talked about it on the last episode we talked about how a lot of it is what you attract and who you're initially attracted to and this book mentions that this is the house of known enemies yes Mm -hmm. which i love because i have so much 12th house which is always unknown like yeah everything Mm. like that and so i love the idea of like this is like the people that you fucking know you hate yeah like you know they're out to get you Mm -hmm. you might not know how to deal but you know Again, it's oh like the God. thing. Okay, so quickly, not my, quickly. My brain's tripping. My brain's tripping. Here's, here's some quick stats um, before we get into this because I love it. And I know it's so funny because, you know, I know everybody's been waiting for this fucking seventh house episode. And also, that's why I'm like, let's get to it because people are like, get, let's yeah. talk about compatibility. Oh, hold on. Mm-hmm. I have a boring story. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually. <laughs> I do have a quick boring story. Uh, did I ever tell you guys about how I used to give myself heat strokes? Yes or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, missed that one. <laughs> I was thinking about it today because uh, it's obviously been like heat wave hotter than Venus, which I remembered again as the hottest planet, which thinking about relationships Hello. too is like, Hi. oh. Uh, besides, you know, I think the sun technically, but planet stars, whatever. But I was thinking because I'd been like just going like basically in and out of consciousness for the last like 48 hours, like just straight up like heat exhaustion. And that's why I'm like drinking a night coffee, which is normally not me, but it's just straight up heat physical exhaustion. And I forgot how bad I was at waking up as a kid that I would turn my heater on like because my room was the only room in the house that didn't get central AC nor heat. So I always had to have a window unit or a space heater so i'd crank my space heater one night on accident i cranked my space heater to like the uh, 11 you know out of 10 and i woke up to like a sauna jungle in the morning but it woke me up for school for the first time naturally like ever so i was doing that for like a month and then one time my mom came in i can't remember what the fuck she needed but she walked in she's like why is it so fucking hot in here and i was like oh this is how i wake up i like gasp for air in the morning and like it arises me and she's like you're like gonna give yourself brain damage by doing this like every day forever but this is what this last few days this is my weather talk up top that i was ready to go into but i was like fuck this seventh house it is a juice it's a juicy house i just am so, like not 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 like bubble burst but i just have so many thoughts about how the seventh house is not at all what we what we associate it with and what people are like talk about our seventh house like it's just yeah such a meta you know, whatever. Anyways, toads. Stats. The seventh house. Some of the classic significations for that are marriage, partnership, open enemies, as Lisa stated, open conflicts, lawsuits, and counseling relationships. Uh, the seventh house is an angular house. Uh, and I like. I mean, again, this like descendant, ascendant kind of thing. I love that it's open enemies because it's like someone that is right in front of you. And again, it's that idea of like, there's something about the two of you that doesn't get along. And it's not like, I'm thinking of like in a sitcom when the popular girl like meets the nerds and the nerd is like <laughs> nice. And then the popular girl like pretends and then is like, fuck you, whatever. And like, it's, 
but it's that opposition of like, we're right in front of each other. We are doing things to each other's face that make us angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like, you know, uh, gossip. It's like the confrontation of it. I don't know. I well, love it. I was thinking about too, because one of my very good friends, Heather Maruli, has her son on the descendant. And I don't know if it's seventh or sixth house. And I know Steve does also. And another good friend of mine. So, and and Heather, like, she's always tweeting about how she has hella enemies and, like, <laughs> saying people are out to get her. in like, in a funny way, obviously. But, like, I, I don't know if it's sixth or seventh, but it's close to that descendant. And I that, feel like to she's me, gotta be it's, She's gotta be seventh, it's right? Be seventh. It's so There's funny. No way. It's, like, so funny to think about how, like, even though I, I really just read that today, like, how like dead on it is for someone that has that you know soul displacement yes. there mm-hmm. well because that's i mean and sorry to be so cheesy right up top but it's like the opposite of like love love and hate are are the like, same thing the same thing yeah. the opposite it's mm-hmm. not you know what i mean like apathy is that th- whatever that quote is but it is like in or you can't hate someone without engaging with them you directly. care you yeah. care You're in it you have a thing you are either trying to like and think about most of the times when we don't get along with someone it's either because we like have the same like we're both kind of trying to put off the same kind of energy and they're like hitting each other and we're like wait a minute you're not receiving me the thing you're doing the thing that I do like and I don't like this being done so you're not able to like have that opposition you're like both playing on the same side of the the teeter-totter mm-hmm. whatever, but you still are like hey so one of us has to get over here whereas it's still about like you're either received the same way that you are or you are misunderstood for what you were trying to put off but again it's still this like i have to i have to be like missing your catch or whatever your throw mm-hmm. well and it's somewhat i that's what, like when thinking about this uh and studying this i was like oh, this shadow stuff and the shit that in my mind I think I, like, hate. Like, um, I have so many friends, a lot of Scorpios who, like, are, like, I love, like, when talking about work, right? Like, like oh, work, this, that, my boss, this, this, and that. And this is, like, a very natural, normal thing that people does. But there's something, like, with work where I'm, like, we don't talk about this. Like, we put this away, like, this is not our lives, people. Like, let's snap out of it. But it's like, oh, wait. But if you met me, you would think I'm a, I am a workaholic. Like, I, I do work all the fucking time. But it's something that's just kept away from the out. It's all, like, repressed anger, Capricorn. For me, Capricorn shit that's, like, deep within. That's like, no, you just do it without ever mentioning any of your process or struggle to anyone. Why would you process and struggle out loud? And it's like, oh, this is shit I'm working through because I can't. I don't want to show the sweat, right? Like, then that's Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Capricorn doesn't want to show you. They're like, don't look at my work. Like, don't look at my process. Like, I'm going to just show you when I'm done. Like, just take it when it's done. And it's like, uh, like truly working and thinking of the descendant last night and like the last few nights have just been like, oh my God, bitch. Like, get it to like, I, I mean, it was a good thing to recognize and know, but it was just like, oh, like, it's these are things that I'm like, why do people do this? Like, why is this a thing? It's like, oh, wait, I do this, but inside me. Well, I do this, but not like the, out externally. That's the point in a lot of ways of relationship is to experience like yourself through someone else experiencing uh. you and therefore understand other people, but but only because you're able to 
know, oh, I'm, this is how I think. That's not how everybody thinks. Whoa, I'm now aware that I think in a specific way and that other people think Mm -hmm. differently. So you like know, you know about yourself, but you also learn about someone else. And then you decide, is this something that I need to, like that I can control about myself, that I can change, that we can work on. Like it's where you get that um, relational quality of, oh, I'm, I'm getting, you're getting feedback and then you're changing and adjusting and seeing to someone else, hey, did I take your feedback in the way that you wanted me to? Like, mm-hmm. here's the next thing. I mean, I, so I, one of the things that I was reading that really got me in this space is from Robert Hand's horoscope symbols and he breaks down this is like a a seminal author of the like 70s 80s psychological astrology revival kind of stuff so this is like classic text but he breaks down the houses into three like meanings the relational level the external level and the internal level Mm -hmm. so it's like this but when you uh i say this because everybody's always asking about seventh house because they're like who is my partner who's this right. gonna be whatever and the more that you learn about it the more that you realize that it's like not just like whenever someone asks a compatibility question you're like well how do you feel about them the seventh house is is about other people but it's still mostly about us right because your own like if you're looking at your own chart it's still like your experience of the relationship or of whatever. So it's like all your questions are really about you. Is that too stoked? <laughs> no, it's true. Oh, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that it's, um, I, I guess this house would be the most about other people, but we have other people cropping up all over the board in, in our chart. So mm-hmm. I think, for the most part, you know, this is going to be about how you want to be, how you want to be a, a mate or a partner or uh, in, in partnership in business or in something like that, where you feel this is the way I need to present myself in order for this to work instead of, um, and, and it's a bit of, of sacrifice of g- giving up, I think, some uh, little things in order to present or maintain a relationship I mean people always say that relationships are compromised and I think that maybe that's a little bit overkill because we're we're compromising things like what you want for dinner not like uh you know big things the smallest small hopefully it's small uh lifestyle adjustments just so that you don't that you just hear someone else or like what they need or what they want and it makes sense that it's even business partners or like contracts or these more like very intimate things because I mean if you're going into business with someone that is that's you're gonna learn a lot about their life and what they do and like you know it's very rare that I mean again if you're like a conglomerate CEO and you know you have many faceless minions first of all go fuck yourself and second of all that's like I feel like so much bigger maybe even 10th housey but for these one-on-one sort of things like thinking of like even when we say it's this house of marriage, it's like, hey, you're, saying, you're straight up signing a contract and you're going to have to talk about what happens when mm-hmm. that contract maybe runs out too. Like that's, well, that's the other part. Like you can get, it's a house of divorce as well. Well, you can't have marriage uh, without yeah, divorce. Absolutely. Conf- oh, again, well, and even this idea, Robert Hand kind of opens with this, this statement about how it's, it's fitting that 
marriage and open enemies are on the same exact place because the old ball and chain enemy number one (laughs) or it's like been in a relationship but also like anything you see in movies again it's like love and hate are the same thing you can when you are fighting with your partner it's like you are in the same space you're on the same team trying to to do this thing and I can't think of anything more contentious but also like fruitful in that way than that like Mm one-on-one working but it is like yeah I think the challenge in that is recognizing it without you know talking about romance and movies and and a character that I just can't stand him and you know they end up together kind of rom-com thing Mm -hmm. well I think the challenge is in going into those situations where you do feel anger or hate or uh you someone just makes you like tick you know and and challenging yourself to see not why this bothers me not why that not what it is in me that makes it that but is there some kind of love or or what makes me care and and tracking it back to a positive mental space even it doesn't mean you have to like the person forever. It doesn't mean anything like that. If there's someone in your life that, you know, you feel like is a known enemy and it's kind of fun for you to be an enemy, that's fair. But like I think finding out what that is instead of leaning into just well, I just don't like because my descendant Scorpio and I think I can easily get, you know, murky water like, well, I just it just doesn't. Right. And so <laughs> I think tracking that back to like okay, let's find a positive here, I think can be really helpful. Mm. And yeah. I used to have so many enemies. Like, I need more. I'm going through this trip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I used to just have, like, way more, like, declared enemies, like, growing up. Like, where it was like, no, me and Anna don't talk. And maybe that's youth as well. You're, like, more vocal and open with, like, the who's who's on your team and who's not and where you stay. Like, and maybe that's what's so, like, not refreshing about like even when you're in junior high you're like we're dating yes we've been dating for two hours and you're like just more like (laughs) vocal about it you know (laughs) well I think there's something about the idea too so when we're you know talking about the houses of the first house being the only one I I feel like this reiterates that but then also validates the other kind of uh explorations of the houses being the first house is just us, but all of the houses are us. But anyways, mm-hmm. I think it can, like, I was like, these thoughts to me both affirm it and say otherwise. Mm-hmm. But this idea that those, and you have enemies because you are, you don't know as many people yet. Or like when you're in high school, uh, you have so many more one-to-one relationships versus when you go farther, the farther you get away from the the first house and then even from the seventh house the more people are involving the bigger the picture the the more the less one-on-one when you're in a when you have a college a ninth house professor it's a big classroom and one person in front of the thing like Mm -hmm. even the the idea of like the shape of of auditoriums versus desks on this level or whatever you know what i mean like where where you are interacting with people yeah and in like a high and an enemy thing, it's the first time that you are seen from your first house as an equal, not as Whoa. a child looking down, looking up from your fourth house or a perform like performative kind of like teen thing, kind of still projecting up or whatever. It's the first time we are met 
with things directly across from us. It makes sense too now thinking of this of like the third house being school because for me like I went to school with the same 50 kids for like a long time and we basically Mm -hmm. did have like a sibling-esque relationship where you could say like Michael smells and like you pick boogers like you like are like at a comfortability level and even high school you know you're still children sorry any high schoolers listening good god please (laughs) please stay stay as young as you can um but you it is more intimate right and you've known people longer and you do know where they're from and you do know maybe their parents or and you've been over maybe at their houses uh again if you have like a super big school maybe not as much but still it is usually like a smaller arena so no that's everything you're saying i'm just confirming and it's clicking of like why we put these things in these arenas and houses because that makes sense of this true growth that's aging even this idea of it being so like the in tradition in ancient astrology the seventh house is called the setting place because it's like where you would kind of be if we're going the sun the sun rises on your ascendant and sets at you know the descendant it's where we're like back at home but like thinking about like sleeping over at people's houses or these things of like you're not all of these other relationships are when you go home to your own home, but then when you are in like a marriage per se, like for example, you like go to a separate home now. You you wow. aren't at your same spot, and like, what what well, does that now mean? I I also um I think I I started this rule for myself. I don't know when. Very young, and I. I don't know if somebody asked me or if I just decided that I don't consider someone close unless we've spent time together, just the two of us, which I think is very seventh house. Um, And I wonder if um, y'all have any similar or different rules for partnership, friendship, that kind of thing. I, I, I agree with the, like, you would have my phone number or, like, sure. you know, that sort of, um, you know, we'll move you from acquaintance to friend if you, like, can, can know how to text me. Um, if you've texted me for, like, to pick up something from Craigslist, like, that doesn't count also. Just, like, if you're... Damn it. Or someone forwarded my number so you can ask for, like, a job. Oh, my God. My Capricorn just said it is, like, straight up coming out. Um, I'm going to think more on that. But I, I agree with the, like, there's levels. I agree. Yeah, we just, can like, rank. A, a one-on-one yeah. or small group hang. That's very Scorpio. That's very Scorpio, well, though. The, like, it needs to be quality time and, like, very mm-hmm. intimate and, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. I do agree with that. I think that maybe – I don't know if I would have – as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, absolutely. That's like the way to explain it. I think I would have maybe explained my, I feel like I choose friends a lot. And so there's a thing of like, I agree with that description of it. But I think in my mind, it would have just been like, unless I think that we're close friends, we're not close Well, are you Aries? I'm Aries. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. So so it's very much like I decide who I think is a close friend. And sometimes it could be like, sometimes it could be someone that I only run into out that we haven't really spent time with, but it always is if we've had, I guess it's like a one-on-one conversation. So I, it is still one-on-one time. I think I just maybe speed it up. 
I just realized I'm very, oh my God, this is all really like therapy hour. I just realized too, I'm very open actually. And maybe that's the cardinal with my cancer cap access cancer or Capricorn being the descendant, but I'm very open to trying friendships. Like I'm not like, I have enough friends. I'm like, I don't know. There might be something better out there. I'm like, I'm not open. I'm, I'm not closed off to, you know, seeing, checking out my options. And I, I do, I think I have tried to make some friendships work with people who like on paper, we should be friends. And then it's just that tough cap, but we're not like, it's like, this should work. You do seem cool, but like, but then cancer rising is like, but I needed that emotional connection. I do need you Mm -hmm. to feel like we could, I could call you in the middle of the night, you know, not abusing this uh, (laughs) as like a friend but like I could I could feel safe with you and there's just some people like again the cool on paper needs to then transcend to and then emotionally cool too because I I am attracted to a little bit of glitz I'm like yeah you seem like oh you're doing this cool stuff like it not it can sound statusy but I don't have anything else to base off a new person either I'm like wow you're working in something interesting or like there's something I can connect or be inspired by and then it's like oh but you're mean or or or, but you're not who I thought you were and it's um maybe that's why I used to have a lot of enemies because I has to I would try it I would be willing to try it out and then I would have to like cancel my subscription after the 60-day trial and then you know and then (laughs) then I don't know what to do with that because like a breakup with a a one-on-one person is like when it's done it's for me when it's done it's done it's like um it's it's like, yeah, got bye, okay. fuck you forever. Okay, forgive me if this gets. Uh oh, I'm gonna try delete it. Like, yeah, no, not deleted. <laughs> but I think that's an interesting statement on the like order in which relationship things happen for you, which is like first, uh, forgive if this. I don't mean this to sound like judgmental, but like you said, first an outward, an outward assessment of a person, and then the inward experience is the thing that makes or breaks it. Mm -hmm. And then, but I think that I go the opposite often Mm. that it's like, Oh, I don't like whatever you're projecting outward. But once I have an inward experience with you, it's like until I have an inward experience with you, I can't color the outward. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, Lisa, you can be the like tiebreaker here, (laughs) especially because, I'm thinking of our chart shape where you have most in the top half and I have most in Mm. the bottom half that kind of like internally uh, person, like personal first and then people second. And then the correspondence of our rising signs being like, you have the, the personal cancer rising and the public Capricorn on your descendant where I have, public Libra on the rising and personal Aries descendant. Lisa has same sun, same rising. Yeah. Right. And up and lower half. So I do feel like you are. Yeah. A true I have tiebreaker. some lower. I only have three though. Well, I guess I have Chiron too. I think that for me, but I do think this is just very Scorpio because for me, I can be attracted to someone either if like, I remember I was out one night and these kind of two girls were being kind of mean girlish to me. 
And this other comic like was like, hey, are you okay? Do you need like a ride home or anything? And I think they were just trying to be nice, like saying, oh, like, um, you know, if you want to talk about this kind of privately or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I don't care. Like, I don't take that really that personally. If it was someone I really cared about doing that, yeah, of course I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, it's like, I never really thought about that person that much before then. But then for me, that's like, oh, well, we had an experience together. Like we shared something there in that moment. And I think that's very Scorpio because I do feel like when I think about relationships, I think about how it's us, how we connect, not like, oh, well, I used to see them this way and now I see them this way. You know what I mean? It's more experiential. Mm -hmm. Like it's like almost everything as a whole versus like I think you and I, Julie, seem to have like, this maybe it's not exactly two steps, but there seems to be almost like a two step process um, into entering relationships uh, with <laughs> yeah. us, like consciously or subconsciously. And even for me, like, again, trying anyone on paper, I have some like friends who like are basic as fucks. So I have some goth ass friends. Like, I'm very like, again, or I'm like, you seem co- like you seem like you're doing your thing, and that I commend you for. So let's see if we vibe because if we then a, a cancer emotionally vibe like I don't I, I don't need you to be a like cool or I don't need you to be anything like that. But I am going to take assessment of like what you're like out in the world too and what you're like uh, in like these more like environments. And, and yeah, and just again, Capricorn keeping score, but also cancer does that too. And a lot in, in different sort of way. emotional score, maybe a little more. I think I do also, for Scorpio, I do also definitely judge people on how they behave publicly. Like, I won't want to be a friend with someone who, like, does a lot of social faux pas and stuff. Oh, yeah. Even if they're always really nice to me or, like, you know, supporting, like, me in weird ways or, you know, like, booking me on stuff or whatever. Like, I'm not going to want to get close to someone who I'm, like if it feels touchy or embarrassing to see or be and not like, Oh, they have braces. I'm, I'm trying to use like a, a high school example or whatever, not like superficial stuff. Like when, when you don't know how to behave, I think that to me, it's just like, yeah, like I'll take your, um, your nice, I'll take your gifts or whatever, but I'm not going to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like who could be out with people with like, who are just like assholes in public, but I guess, at work the other day like two people came in and then the two of them had masks and two of them didn't and then that they're like two of them are throwing a fit and it's and the one girl finally like just started screaming and she just says, do you want to come in here or not which is what i always want to say mm-hmm. but i can't yeah so i was like this is interesting like how did this happen like you know how, how mm-hmm. do two of you know you have to have masks and two of you like how did this whole and people do. They, like, go hang out with people who they know are assholes. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you both kind of answered my prompts, but uh, maybe stating these prompts out loud will yeah. spark something new. But And it's just we kind of, like, went in, which is very intimate. Because uh, we, you know, we've been, us three have been intimate for a while now. Yes, and connected. We're yeah. connected. Uh, we've passed all of our rigid tests that uh, <laughs> one can, one can <laughs> have that we know or yes. don't know. But my the questions I had that one was, um, well, they're both descendant seventh house, whatever. But do you think of your descendant as sign the descendant sign as qualities you may steer away from or downplay? And then two was, 
you know, for your descendant or the seventh house or maybe that planet, you know, who's ruling that seventh house, what have you, you think you approach partnerships like this sign. And we've kind of like woven in a very seventh house mm-hmm. way in and out of both of those questions. Um, but I think that I'll, I'll say it straightly for those listening. I think that's something to really think about because I think for me, it's like unlocking a lot of oof, like just like. The seventh house of what you said too before, Julie, is like, I think it's just really written off to be this like, just kind of like heteronormative marriagey, like relationships and love. And it's like, it's, is so much more. It's because it is ours. It is ourselves. I know we keep saying it. It's like, it's yourself in the world. You want, because I think that it's really hard to articulate both like, Wanting to be with someone else, but it's for your own purposes, like your own experience. And I think that it's really hard for us to kind of um, like separate those things because that's a weird thing to say. Like you can't ask a person to make you feel a way or Mm -hmm. something like that. So we we think about what we try to like project ourselves into that other person and say, these are the these are the things that I'm wanting whatever but we forget that it's like us saying i want this i like this it's, this makes me feel good and all that so it's like we forget that we even though we have a partner and we can love a partner and they can it can feel like our heart is outside of our body in another person it still is us experiencing the relationship right. so it's like if a thing it's it's both what what is brought out of you but also what you respond to in someone else and what you uh like what you like what you don't like what you all of those things and then how you how you compromise or don't compromise as a result of that so i just think it's like it's it's good to ask those questions because again it is it is just about you not like in the universe or the grand scheme of things but any question you're ever asking is coming from from you and your experience and your eyes and all of those things so I think that yeah ask yourself that about any relationship because we stop asking ourselves once we care about uh, the person a lot of times because Mm. now there's someone else involved and we can pretend like it's not about us but it usually is yeah it it almost always is I would say yeah um wait Stevie repeat the first question because I think I had a a breakthrough mini thought do you yes. think your descendant sign are qualities you might steer away from or downplay again in ourselves? You know what? I think I do. And this might be kind of Libra-ish, like for seventh house-ish, but I think I do like to dabble in those qualities for fun. Like I love, um, like I have a group chat with a bunch of friends and where's one person that we make fun of a lot. It's not punching down. Don't worry. It's just like another comedian and loving. They're a, tea. White, they're a white man. It's fine. <laughs> and um, one of the things I like to do is like think of really psychotic things that you, we can do to like you know make this person just kind of question what's going on in their life. Like I, yesterday, I said I'm gonna save the U.S. Postal Service by sending them like oh him you guys already know it's a guy um sending him envelopes filled with leaves like four or five times a day and just like psychotic stuff which i do think for fun delving into that kind of like mystery taboo scorpio where it's like i'm not gonna actually send envelopes full of leaves to anyone to like fuck with their psyche but it would be fun 
Well, and it's very much, this is also, like, I love it because I feel like you are your most, like, devious in a in a not harmful way in, like, a group chat scenario, of which course. to me is so <laughs> Scorpio because it isn't, like, you're not actually hurting anybody. And neither like, is sending leads to someone. Yeah. But no, that sounds nice. You know, we don't, we don't want it. We don't want to get, you know. Yeah, all of that. But it's, but it is this like, um, the both like a secretive, undercover back, not backhanded, but like the water, the water Mars kind of thing. But also like you're not Scorpios only. Scorpios only strike back. They don't strike first. Uh, Whoa. So the they're they're defensive. I, a def- again, a receptive water Mars is a defensive Mars, not a. A striking Mars. But as a water Mars, we know how to breadcrumb so that we don't start it oh, first. Oh, for sure. Exactly. But we lay out stuff. all the traps so that Look, someone hey, says so something and the then, bow! Is a good is a defense. Good defense. <laughs> and we know that. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I think that I do. I, I, it's funny because reading about this stuff i have jupiter in the seventh and we'll go through all the the planets there too but i definitely feel like i struck uh shy away from aries qualities even though i absolutely i'm surrounded by so much mm-hmm. i have the biggest jupiter aries in my home currently uh <laughs> that i share with uh but i also am like surrounded by aries moons and my north node is at zero degrees aries and all of the, like it's i think it's this um libra kind of sorry libra shade like presentational thing of i think that everyone should like make the effort to seem like they're not aries ish mm-hmm. yeah um like at least like try put up be a good sport i think everybody kinds of ends ends up being an aries in their own way but it's like you gotta at least uh, you gotta like let people in first before you like drop the the hammer on them Mm. um but i do think i am always um like not actually surprised but i'm always like man i thought i was pulling that off when i like i feel like i'm very i I don't know if Aries is the right quality, but I feel like anytime you're trying to like act like you're chiller than you are, it never works. (laughs) Really. It works for like a little bit, but not really. Well, I think like the Libra rising folks and I mean, y'all know, will definitely, I think Libra of of all the cardinal signs likes to like put disclaimers before they, uh, you know, possibly hurt someone or possibly, you know, have to tip that scale where Aries would never ever like put a disclaimer before they've like stated something. Um, And again, it's not like to shade or dig. That's just where they're like polarities and they're both trying to find the answer because they're actually great people to consult for like what the fuck to do. They're just doing it in like super different dialects, language, tone attitude attitude uh all of the attitude. attitude all of the things so uh yeah i mean that's not a good nor bad it's just like it is and it's also again what people might see like in you to do go in an aries sort of direction whatever that is in a relationship and then they get this libra and it's like wait what like i thought you were gonna like tell me how it is and it's like i will but i'm also gonna tell you how it could be and how it should be and how it would be and how it maybe could be which is mm-hmm. uh yeah maybe they i would keep always 
thinking that Virgo and Pisces are like the most polarity polarity, but maybe I'm going to, maybe my mind has been changed with this discussion of Aries. I don't energy. know because Virgo and Pisces are so similar. Yeah. They're growing more I, similar I, I to me by the day. This, like this Virgo season, I've been feeling that. Mm-hmm. Because that, they do want to like ultimately rest. <laughs> and they're like <laughs> so, such giving people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? True, true givesies. Um, I think it's the we, the more work we do with it, it really is the like separation of the Virgo rising stereotypes from the Virgo sun stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Not that we participate in those, but like <laughs> once you meet, I feel like once you meet like messy Virgos, you realize how similar Pisces and Virgo are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I kind of touched on it with like the working stuff where I'm like, it's not me at all but I have a 10th house moon and also like I'm always doing something otherwise I you know then I just get in my feels if I'm not doing stuff like I if I leave space to be emo and you know deep waters then I can get I can drown a little bit so it does help to keep that cap sort of stuff but I do think I like downplay like it's not something that is like uh, I don't know, like a badge of honor. Like I wouldn't toot my horn in that. I'll toot my horn in so many other things, but not that. That's not something I think of. Again, well, keeping I, it unseen. We, I can't quite complete the equation yet because we haven't gotten to 10th house, but we're at the point where now we can reference enough houses to help us explain the kind of significations too. But when you think about it, like I said, the 7th house is an angular house. Um, and you like project your ascendant kind of as a result of your fourth house like these the the angles are angles for a reason and it's the like their relationship to each other but also because these are like the foundational ways that we go out into the world first through the succeeding houses of our like stuff that's right next to us and then through the cadent houses of like oh well now I have an understanding about this through this experience, how do I take that to my next foundational experience? And when you think about your like, your seventh house being kind of like the stuff that you're hiding, I think a lot of times it and and that it is square to your fourth house. It's like, here's how we did things at my house. And I don't want to do that Mm. in this relation. Now that I'm able to have an equal relationship, I want to make sure that I'm taking action a square to change the dynamic in this mm. like this back and forth Ooh. wait julia was it you on Lindsay's podcast who talked about when you went to sleep at a friend's house and they didn't have dessert <laughs> Lindsay talked I, about that oh okay, it was okay. i feel like experience. that's a good experience a but good yes. example oh my god yes. she and she so had to go home because she like was uncomfortable she was supposed to sleep over and she was like where when's dessert and like she'd never you know she just never knew that other people just didn't do that every night okay that's really interesting that story i remember watching that uh, the ice cream episode of bake stuff with Lindsay uh with julian and uh i had like when she told that story i was immediately flashback to my next door neighbors who the neighbors made if you ate cereal there you had to drink the milk (gasps) i know i thank you i'm so glad you both made those sounds because I was really scared if you went yeah we you drink I would never I always use I always use enough to you know get her wet but not I'm not gonna overdo it because I'm not a milk drinker I'm not a milk person post cereal especially post cereal it's not gonna for me it's not gonna happen and I 
was forced to like waterboarded with my fucking cereal milk at this household. And I, I, I think about that all the time where it's like, these are your rules. I entered here. I didn't see that again, Capra. I didn't see a contract well, that said like I had to <laughs> that I had to do this. I like, and even with when we'll get to the tenth, like my moon up on my midheaven in Aries, all this cardinal squaring, where I'm like, yeah, I don't like emotionally attach to work, like that's not for me. Except, but I would emotionally attach to the people I'm working with, and also like I have fucking high expectations and strict goals and deadlines. I mean, I'm truly like the laziest sack of shit in every other department in my life besides doing work. But it's also something that I don't, it's just not broadcast. Like I don't want to broadcast. And maybe it feel, it probably is more broadcasted than I fucking think. I'm also trying to share more process and that I'm not well, but then like a robot guess- person that can do tons of shit because I'm not. It's hard to do shit. So it's also a reminder, again, that nothing happens in a vacuum. So especially, I feel like this bears repeating so many times because this is the seventh house episode and so many people are wondering about relationships and all of that stuff. And the answer is it's it's in yourself because this thing of, okay, well, what, none of these houses happen in a vacuum either. If What are the, what's the mode of your angles? So if you have cardinal angles, likely, no matter what your rising sign is or your seventh house cusp, the kind of the lessons that you're going to be learning are about kind of involving other people because we know that all of those cardinal signs are more or less people that want to do it themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. why they square each other because they, you have to, you have to work with other people. You have to allow other people to do things or you have to be the one to take charge in order to take action. But if Mm -hmm. you have cardinal angles, those are kind of going to be themes in all the relationships. If you have fixed ones, it's going to be that kind of like, one of us has to move. One of us has to take the action to like, right. none of us want to move that much. How do we get the needle to move? Mm-hmm. And mutable is that like finding stability. One of us can't move if we're going to go. <laughs> we can't both, we can't both keep running into the same corner. So Whoa. I think too, if you're struggling and trying to develop relationships, you're really wanting a partner and you're not able to find anyone. It's hard dating. I mean, been there. We've all been there. But I think that a good strategy for you is look at your descendant, look at your seventh house, see if you can't embody some of those qualities in in your process of finding a partner. So like for me, I, obviously when I, I started dating Scott, I obviously wasn't like, let me uh, key into my descendant. Like I didn't know all this then, but I think that for sure, we went deep very fast. We moved in in six months. Things like happened, you know, very, very quickly in that regard. And so I think that that makes sense for Scorpio. But also, I don't advise people to just, if you have a Scorpio descendant, <laughs> jump into <laughs> relationships. That. <laughs> but something you can do is if you're on a lot of dating apps, you know, maybe you ask a deeper question when they ask you a surface level question. See how they respond. See if they get snappy or, you know, if they're willing to go toe-to-toe with you on stuff like that. If you have Sagittarius, maybe you want to talk about their education or travel plans or previous travel experiences. I mean, we can think about, you know, if yours is Capricorn, maybe you want to ask questions about their work on those on, on the apps or on first dates. And not to say that there aren't other questions and that those questions would all no, eventually get the, answered, but it's a good start. No, but you just made me idea click of something. Like the, 
the theme of it, it's like you said, it's not, you don't have to literally do what you did, Scorpio Descendant, move in together. It's not about that. It's about the quality of the connection. What What is the thing that's going to allow you to continue this partnership back and forth? What do you need to know is present in a partner in order to have a one-on-one relationship with them. And again, this idea of enemies and lovers being the same thing where you don't fight with someone that you don't have a reason to fight with. Right. It's like there's something bringing up something in you. Yeah, exactly. So if they're not bringing up something that you can work with, then you move on. So it is this like, ask the right kinds of questions. Look, look for the right kinds of interactions that are going to tell you if this person is someone that you can work with or not. Okay. And that shit that y'all both said just made me realize how many relationships that I've had where a constant thing I've heard from the the sad ass men that I've dated, um, again, open to Anyone that's ever willing in the, I'm already like setting up my like dating app for the possible future. Like, well, by the way, open to anything in the future and just putting that out there. But all these like weak men, all these weak men that I've dated who the constant theme I've heard is that um, you're a bulldozer. I'm scared to bring up anything around you because you'll just, you'll just go right over me and it's your way. And it's like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, you just never stand up to me. You're a doormat. That's your problem. Like, that's your issue here. And, you know, my sweet beloved Pablo was like the first person I dated who didn't find me to be a bulldozer. They found me to be a a sure decided person. He's a fucking fixed ass sure decided person. And it's like, when I'm like, hug me, he's like, even this morning, I'm like, hug me. He's like, you have like something that looks like cum on your face. And I'm like, (laughs) oh. And it was my lip scrub. It melted and it like, it looked, it did look like, but do you know what I mean? Normally the, my little doormats from previous relationships would be like, okay. And kiss me even though I'd come on my face. And he's like, no, go wipe your cum off and then come back. I'm like, okay. And that's cap. Like you can tell me that I'm not precious in that way. Like tell me. And then you realize why relationships haven't worked out isn't necessarily because anybody and again not abuse notwithstanding in any capacity I mean uh uh, amicable or relationship where it's like if this isn't working it's it's not again not like that it only can be with a certain sign or whatever but it's it's a oh this need wasn't being met or I wasn't being received ever in the way that I wanted to be received and therefore I was acting out in ways that aren't what I want to put out because I'm having to deal with this dynamic this this like Mm -hmm. uh push-pull dynamic that I don't like that's not how I want to relate to someone I want to relate in this way Mm -hmm. and so it's not anyone's like fault or bad or good in that way it's the like oh this isn't it's not this equal. This is a, a scale that we want to be on. Mm-hmm. And he also, have you ever met a cap that is like 100% they have the upper hand and think you're the dumbest piece of shit? It's like frightening. Yeah. Like I wasn't being probably t- too cancer rising or very nice, you know, when I have people saying I can't talk to you or I can't um, emotionally, again, I can't emotionally connect to you because I'm afraid of these rules and boundaries. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go do whatever I want and it would be, would then be the like next result of the thing. So no, it's just, yeah, it's not like, oh, I need a Capricorn or, oh, I need this in my relationship. It's like, no, I need someone that can meet me like a Capricorn and say, what is up? What's working? Just like have some like hoof, you know, get hoofy, you know, like stand up for yourself. Like 
I am. I will say what I want. I'm. Car- these are all cardinal things. Like I'm not gonna sit and go. I'll wait, or this will be this. It's like you're getting like the instant, you know, instant coffee right here. Like it's like this is what's happening, and then that's not for everybody, and that's okay. Like that is okay, but yeah, anyone that like tiptoes, like I can't. Like that's just, and I've had a lot of tiptoe tiptoers. Tiptoe mm-hmm. through the tulips. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Nobody likes a tip. No, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some signs that are more understanding that it's not always easy to express ourselves, but I'm not. No, everyone <laughs> needs to develop boundaries. That's just that's just yeah. mental health awareness. Yeah, yeah. true. Well, Snap you know, the- some, I think I, it's funny. My, you know, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot for myself as kind of just like personal work as a I don't know it's funny because I I don't know if I would call myself a tiptoer per se because I don't feel like I am a tiptoer but I do feel like uh I learn whatever whatever my tiptoeing is the more I learn about it the more you realize that you're like oh that's tiptoeing not even if you think you're not tiptoeing that's what it is and it's better to nobody likes it whatever you think it is that you're doing to like avoid the thing. Nobody likes that thing. Like, well, we all have our version of tiptoeing. Like in my house, you know, I never shut up. It, I'm sure it's very annoying. I'm sure that you know, I'm sure he tunes it out like, half the time. And I'll just be, you know, talking about. I can't say the word because the dog will no, flip no. out. But uh, I'll be talking about giving the dog a T R E A T, and then. I'll slip in some really important information about my family or something. <laughs> and then I'm, I get mad that he didn't hear it, you know? And he's like, well, you were diddling around for like 20 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, we all have our version of tiptoeing and mine just happens to be a crazy stream of consciousness. That's again, yeah. Scorpio, you're slipping well, in some heady details to even see if they maybe get, uh, that rings an alarm, you know? That's like, oh, something important. It's again, Scorpio... Scorpios love a test here and there. Like, what can't blame them? It keeps things a little spicy. Keeps the again keeps things on your toes. And yeah, it's just a different way. And when with tiptoeing, I think the thing that maybe sort of like talking about before with Libra rising again, every Libra rising, not every. I mean, that's like wow, everyone, but a lot of Libra rising. It's very think about Libra's the lawyer. They're gonna put disclaimers, and sometimes when we disclaimer to people you know, I'm giving you my opinion, but don't take it personally, because this is just like from this place. It's like, it's like a lot of times people know that, right? So you are giving maybe excess info that then again, if you're like, maybe really sensey and are like, why do you disclaimer to me? It's like, well, it's being courteous. I mean, honestly, it's just being courteous. Like that's, that's what I think of it as, but I can see how that's like, could come off as like, I don't want to hurt you because I don't do this. I don't know. Like it, yeah, well, tiptoeing. Again, the like opposites being more in common than not. It is still this kind of outsized idea of the influence that you have in a one-on-one relationship, whether it be on the airy side, kind of being stepping on your toes, stere- <laughs> stereotypically being like, "I'm me, I'm going after my thing, I'm doing this thing." Libra is like, "Well, I don't want to be too much like that," but it is still you are the one controlling all of the the aspects of the interaction it's like you by by balancing out you still are making it about you and that's like the the 
tiptoe reasoning of, of like, oh, well, if you're going to make it about you anyways, you might as well be upfront about what the thing is. So, so someone else can also make it about them instead of trying to make it about them without their consent, let them know, here's what I'm trying to do. Uh, is this working for you? You know, mm-hmm. dark, All right. dark pixie also said about this can be, you know, not just dark pixie astrology, like how you feel about commitment, right? What you expect yes. in relationships. Again, these things that if if you told me like, I'm like, again, someone that's been a, a the sugar mama a lot. So like, is that very cap? Well, not kind of, but also I could say yes. on the flip too. But I also want someone that like is ambitious, provides in some way, like it's got to feel equal on that. Like, what are you bringing though? Like I-, I can bring in the cash if you can like, do everything else or like I'm not everything else but you know like let's like let's bring together these resources of who's bringing what in and what who's doing what and I think sometimes if that's not discussed or those sorts of things of expectation then that's when again you can have the like this isn't going to work if we can't at least agree on what we're good at and agree on what we are bringing to this like again very capped well, that can be, I think, different things where it's like you could still be a quote unquote sugar mama and have a totally equal partnership with someone and still get to feel like a cat, like you are a self-assured, self, like independent woman that also has someone who is bringing a lot to the table. I think yeah. it's that like thing, again, it doesn't have to be the exact same quality, but it's both what we want in someone else and what we want to be able to express with someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. if you're just sugar mom and someone, that's not fun. Oh, no, I never that wanted to do that. feel like a boss. <laughs> a bo- like two, two Capricorns together being like, oh, no, I can get the check. I can get the check. Yes. It's like, oh, hell yeah. Like, that's what, it. Now we're both doing the thing. Like, then you can also be like, oh, well, I'm going to one up you on my Capricorn stuff instead of being like, well, I have to act like I'm not a boss. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you have to hide it in a lot of relationship dynamics. Whereas in another one, it's like, oh, here's this thing that I don't normally get to bring out. How exciting. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Right. And no one wants to date a loser, you know? So <laughs> no, one wants to, no one wants to date someone that they think is a loser. No. At the end of the day, that's it. And it's, it's true. Everyone's definition, when I said loser, was different, you know? So that's, that's the seventh house. No but scrubs. That that's, a good, that's a good reminder for, again, those of us that are feeling like if, if you are not partnered up and you're looking for a partner and that sort of thing, I think anytime we feel like we have to hide any part of ourselves, it is only to our disservice because we are like making ourselves losers in that way. Like don't pretend mm. if you're not a loser, don't pretend that you're a fucking loser in a thing because you're going to attract a loser and not, <laughs> not, not in a, not in a, like they're rich or whatever kind of way, but you're just, get, you're going to get a thing that isn't what you want. And it isn't going to make you feel like you're able to show off this thing that you're probably really proud of about yourself. Well, then- I, I also like, I, have trouble with like I try not to use the word want I think that that um can be really helpful especially in in relationships like one of my English teachers in high school told us that the word want like especially in old Latin books and it means lack and it does still as a noun so I think a lot of times when we're saying we want something like it can spiritually be interpreted or at least for me because that's always like stuck in my head where it's like oh like I really want to 
eat dinner and it's like, oh, I, I like am enable or that I lack being able to do this thing where mm-hmm. it's like, no, you need to eat dinner. And I think de- determining, is it a desire? Is it a need? And I feel like want always gets put in that gray area in between where it's like, um, I mean, I guess technically a lot of wants are not needs, but I think a lot of times we say we want something when we really need it. And so I think saying like, oh, I want a partner who's like, you know, has their own place or I want a partner who um, dresses really nicely. It's like you're saying like, I lack this thing. And that that has nothing to do with you, really. What makes it sound negotiable? Yeah. And I think also, um, you know, saying that you desire that is different. You don't have to say I need a partner that dresses nicely. but I desire that is different to me than saying, oh, it's just so like something I want. Mm-hmm. I know that the words are technically interchangeable. And no, but language. it makes sense. It makes sense because what's a phrase that we say all the time is like, you can't always get what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, don't, you don't always get what you want. And in that idea of like, it's a, I think it makes it be like a, please, I want this. Like, can I, it puts it in someone else's control as opposed yeah. to, I think even just the semantics of desire has such a bigger like you I like touched my chest as I said it it like resonates in you as a uh, a thing that is of yourself instead of a like I'm asking for this yeah or that you that you um uh, admitting that you don't have things is also fine but I think uh to say like it to take the noun version and say like oh I lack a partner who dresses nice is like it ugh. Like, it's the yeah. affirmative, it's the positive yeah. of it instead yeah. of the it's the glass half full version of saying like, I want this or not, not literal want, but like, I, this is a thing that I desire as opposed to like, oh, I don't have this. I want it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a phrase or poster or meme or something that I, I saw one today and I've seen this phrasing before of, you know, thank God I didn't get what I thought I wanted. Because mm-hmm. a lot of those wants are, uh, you know, kind of, yeah, like, I never thought of it as, well, like, projecting of sort of thing. But, yeah, from yeah. not from not having it where it's, like, it's, you have it somewhere, like, somewhere in there. But, no, that, that just, like, it's just stood out to me in thinking of that. Uh, God, I had something else, but I, I had a huge I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I think also, you know. What I thought I wanted, I, I mean, that's the same thing. Like, I, I'm glad I didn't get what I thought I didn't have. Because when those bigger things, when we're talking about love or, or you know, spirituality or whatever, it's like, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, the, the like, negative self-talk didn't present itself to me in, in this way of spirituality or in a way of love or whatever. Well, I think a lot of times, especially if we're talking about relationships, the thing that we are like, oh, I want this is coming from a place of lack. And it is coming from a place of like, I don't feel I want, I perceive that like this person has this kind of relationship and that must make them feel like this instead Mm -hmm. of going in ourselves and realizing like, oh, I don't feel I don't feel confident about myself right now. And that makes me sad or that makes it like, instead of feeling dealing with what that is, where you're feeling the the lack, you're putting it on that thing 
for them to kind of abdicate you of doing the work of figuring out what it is that you're that you don't have. One hundred percent. Because not having something is where you figure out what you need. Not, and it's not like the avoiding of the the pain or whatever. Like still having a pothole there. Yes, and also just to go back to the loser talk. So yeah, like going into a relationship, whether that's you know a, a traditional monog or if you're poly or if you're whatever. I mean, there's literally dealer's choice, endless options. But if you're going into something that is with another person, you know whether that's like yeah, you know, again, exclusive or more open. Either way, no, yeah, going in thinking this person sucks or I can upgrade them is like maybe a very low vibrational point to start at and probably wouldn't recommend for any sign. But I can't, I feel like I've referenced this before and I can't remember where it came from. So like, this is what old age and stuff will happen to you as you get older, everybody. Uh, but of uh, you have to talk about what if we do become losers when you are, that's why marriage is straight up. Yo, this person could get really poor and really sick and really fucked up and not what you signed up for. How we feel about that. And again, if someone becomes abusive or anything that's like, you know, that's Un- again, unsafe, unsafe. That is capacity. a totally different story. But those are shit you really do have to think about. And that's why I, I can't remember. Again, I can't remember if I heard this, but you want to talk about that hard stuff when you're in good places. Hey, what happens if this job again, we're all feeling this with this pandemic and world changes and like feeling like everything's on the brink of collapse because it is. What if I lose my job? What if we have to move home with my parents? What if I have to do like that is the shit that is very seventh house. And again, maybe it's me as coming as your cap descendant mommy where it's like that really needs to be sorted out and planned. A lot of my exes where I I present my five year plan basically every time I enter a relationship that's like, hey, I'm really on this path and this is where I want to be. And I've had ones that were like, that doesn't that path doesn't work. And I go, okay, well, I'll work with that. <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I wasn't working. With, I mean, I was, but I didn't want to be working with that. So just know your little nugget of gold can become shit. Um, and it's, I think it's just remembering to have those tough conversations about. So when things possibly become loser mode, what would we, what would be your backup? What would be your goal? How would we get out of that? Like really strategizing and thinking, because I think those are things that we don't talk about until they happen and until it's too late and you're like, fuck. And then, yeah, you can you can leave anything whenever you want. I know some things are not as easy as that, especially if maybe if you are married or you share property or have kids. But again, you got to talk about that dark descendant, nitty gritty contract shit when you're in good moods, when you're both like not clouded by the mess. If you can, I mean, again, this is just very like after on warning of like, if you can sort those beforehand, before it's like, you're already too deep. Um, it's just recommended. Mm-hmm. Cause we can, we can be at our, I've, I've, I mean, I met Pablo when I was like deep depressed. Like I was like a loot. I was not a catch. Like, but he met me. I was like a very opposite. Well, maybe catch. you didn't feel like it, but no, I'm sure you were, you were was, a catch. Eh. And he wasn't as that great of a catch either at the time, but we grew into better catch. Like it, it, like it was a moldable thing. Um, But also, I know it's, I think it also comes from that phrase. Like if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Which I think people have a lot of problems with, because I think there are relationships that can make us grow. And so, yeah, like we might come in 
a little more losery than we planned, right? And well, I, hopefully we ascend with who is ever inspiring us and pushing our descendant selves. The um, website astrology.com's uh, paragraph on the seventh house mentions that in uniting with another, we become a more valuable member of our own world. Mm-hmm. And that it's about making a contribution, having purpose, cooperating, and kind of expediting those things in your life. So I think that that's a perfect example. It's like, and and of course, like I, you know, there are times in in my life and my relationship, but I, I I definitely don't talk about them on here. But when when I don't feel like a good partner, and I don't feel like uh, you know, and I'm sure Scott feels the same way when I tell him that he's not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, we have had like some tough stuff too. And it's like that idea of how do, how do I help you through this when I don't even know, I wouldn't know how to help myself through it. Or mm-hmm. uh, how do I take care of someone when they're sick? I mean, I, that's one of the really hard things for me is like hearing like whining or complaining is like, really tough and it's probably because I like to be the one that's complaining but (laughs) you know when someone's sick you take that and you just let them like not 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 like you don't have a like terminal illness or anything but you know when he gets a cold or something it's like you just let him complain you let him blow their nose as many times as they need to even if it's interrupting your show you're not like every time they do it because you know they're sick and Mm -hmm. you know that they can't help it so I think that yeah, of course, that makes you a, a more, like, uh, a, a softer person or, like, you can be a little bit more conscientious. And then when the next day at work, when someone blows their nose, pre-coronavirus, you're like, <laughs> yes. you're like, oh, like, they probably don't feel well. Instead of thinking, like, oh, do they have to do that here? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, it, it kind well, of does shape your worldview. And, well, and, you and it's got Sag that, Moon, too. right? Yeah, so he's gonna exaggerate the shit a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I whatever you the... don't get to be those parts of yourself mm-hmm. without another person. So it's yeah. also like the things where it's like, of course you couldn't in some of those things. Of course you're not going to be good at it before. You've never had to be this this thing until mm-hmm. someone else gets there. But also this thing of like, well, yeah, you don't have to if you don't ever like turn your head one way, you're gonna get like real strong looking one way, but then. You don't have full You're going to get blindsided. Yeah. yeah, you don't have full access to your facilities. Whenever anyone, like, that sickness thing, or, like, for at least for Pabs, oh, these, poor, these poor boys, whenever, it's like, if he's <laughs> in a mood, I'm like, okay, this aqua mood is, like, there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to let it's him fixed. go. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to let you mope and pout and your circuit's all off because you're electric you're an electric current and if one light bulb is out of the christmas lights then everything's off for the day or if maybe not the day the morning or whatever and it's like all right i'm gonna ignore you <laughs> like i'm just gonna i'm gonna learn to ignore you which took a lot of this aries moon that's like what the fuck is up like a lot of learning and i think that when we're just feeling that at our emotional maybe our worst that day not ourselves just two in our feel i think a moon i I've just been trying to honor people's moons when they're just in their way or like in their fields and just go like, what would that moon need? It's like, oh, like just a Sag moon would probably just need like, mm-hmm. And Aquarius moon just needs me like in the other room, basically. <laughs> like a way, like actually a way. And rather than like giving some kind of comfort, it's like, you just get with your thoughts. I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll let you rest. Yeah, what's Steve, what's Steve's moon? moon? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. What's Steve's moon? Right. 
He's yeah, Aries. Uh, I think right. for the Sag Moon, it's like the acknowledging that we both know. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I see that you don't feel well, and then, you know, then it's, do you want, if, you know, it can be, let's talk about it forever, but it can also be, um, oh, I, I, we both recognize, we both know, and I think that, I mean, maybe that doesn't apply for every Sag Moon, but. No, but that makes sense, the, like, the truth of it, or, like, the, the acknowledgement that it's uh, not the best situation, and then we're going to try to make the best of whatever mm-hmm. it is. That all makes sense. Should we go through? Yeah, let's planning. go through. Um, so these are little noty poos. I was thinking about the planets in the seventh house again. These are going to be fluctuating your vibery based on you being an individual and also uh, the sign that it might be in or aspects and things. So, But these are just general little assessments. So if the sun in the seventh, I mean, you know, this is – people are trying to help you out like this is definitely of this lifetime of working with people and connecting with people you know if people want to make it work check out what those offers are because I think that this could really be a lot of this sort of opportunities presented through other people if you've been wanting to get a business off the ground and it's just being stuck where's it like can you find a business partner like this is just really like gonna feed off of um you know, seeing yourself in someone else. I, I I think the seventh house too, I've heard is like that mirror, right? Like you can see your, maybe some of your better qualities and some of the things that you're bringing maybe through the eyes of somebody else. And also with I that. I feel like it's the mirror situation where someone else holds up, like when your hairstylist yeah. holds it up for you and you can see the back of your head or something. Where mm-hmm. you're, yes, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. And also, uh, you know, since this is going to be, in, on your descendant, away from your ascendant, I'm I'm sure you'll probably hear a few times like, "Oh, I didn't know you were so like this." Now that I'm getting more of this, a blah blah blah, because it's it is going to be you know this is the seventh house. It's other people, but it's also our descendant, and it's on the other side. And there is going to be some level of unknown there. I love that example of the the mirror behind you because it literally is your seventh, like the other side of your. Mm-hmm. ascendant mm-hmm. um the the only way to learn astrology book uh says the keyword for sun in the seventh is companionable oh so somewhat and i think that makes sense because it is so even if it's not necessarily this what you see right away it is like oh once you see it people are like oh i like that mm-hmm. i didn't know you were this because now that i know you're this i'd like to hang out with you i'd like to partner with you i'd like to work with you right or now that I know you're this, I'd like to fucking fight you. Mm-hmm. Either, like either way, there is always an interaction in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm thinking too, and I guess this would because Steve's Libra rising. So this was like—is he a seventh house son or is he six? He's six, six house. Got it. But like, for example, if you were an airy son in the seventh house, there could be opportunity for these partnerships. Not that they're not if in the six. Like again, other. Th- aspects of your chart and whatnot but this these could be partnerships that are your partnership projects but if you're near some maybe that will bring up more of your solo projects too because you're actually having this you know back and forth collab that can then give you some juice for that more mm-hmm. independent airy stuff they're not again you just because you work with people doesn't mean then you can't go do something that's more individual that you might be more ready to go do that because you actually have your you know your your partnership projects here and then your solo here so just know that they're not like one to one, right? Like it's just like, yeah. oh, I only partner with people. It's like, no, like we that's you know, 
that's a tall order too um and go moving on to the moon which i think this was the first you know now a lot of things online a lot of placements in the seventh are definitely gonna reiterate wow you really need a relationship you know like that's like a very breezy take that you're gonna find across the web um whatever but so on that note so i think this one definitely will (laughs) you know like it's the moon it is going to want to emotionally connect but i don't think it's necessarily like you are going to be partnered forever you're like um you know a monogamous you know serial date or whatever and if you're seventh house moon going well wait i am well okay but i think this is too going to be with your close friendships also needing a lot of um of that friendship like uh what's the word like checking in with people like it I think it can be a very big like I'm thinking of doing this what do you guys think like or sending that email before you actually send it like can you double check this because I want to make sure it's right like having those sounding board um kind of relationships are going to be either a pattern that you might uh, naturally keep or if you've been lacking that that might be something to check out if you do want like your friends to not necessarily be editors but to have to really like feel confirmed but again this could also get stuck in maybe not making those decisions because you want the sounding board too. So checks and balances, of course, with our, with our seventh house placement. The, um, the one book, uh, complete idiot's guide. It says, (laughs) after for dummies, (laughs) it says that you're very responsive to the needs of others. And I think that's a good way of putting it because it's like, um, well, you know, that can breed a doormat behavior it can also be the person who jumps up when like depending especially on what sign it is when somebody passes out or when you know when you see a real need or someone that could be very philanthropic like if it's Aquarius you might be you know very into oh uh, a cause or something so mm-hmm. I think that's a good way of putting it yeah the the keyword from uh March and Make Evers is popular which oh. I think is is was surprising at first but given both of these uh insights it makes sense because i think it could go either way that it's like a lot of people fucking hate popular people because they're always doing the thing that people like or that people that makes them um like viable in that way and that's Mm -hmm. what makes them feel kind of like safe and those things so some people are like oh i love her she's so nice and other people are like oh she's so nice all the time like what the the fuck is going on who is she again yeah, it's not not because they're not nice, but it's because that brings out some seventh house stuff in other people too, probably. Well, and also, you even have enough people to like text about stuff, which is popular in itself. Like some people mm-hmm. don't well, have those natural friendships. That thing of like needing other people, you know, Lisa always brings up that thing of like uh, let someone let, do something for someone, or like let them do something for you, and it makes you feel them like like you in that way mm-hmm. and so I think there is that thing of I need someone else to kind of help me contextualize my feelings mm-hmm. whatever whatever that means again positive negative either way yes uh, mercury first note I wrote was let's make a deal so I think this is going to be natural you know this can be definitely the mediator role but also um a lot of websites were reiterating this like marketing, PR, selling, PR. like getting the people, this team, you're going to love our vision. You're going to love who we are. Like you're going to, you know, and if you're like, look, cringe, I mean, we can always do things that aren't the shitty version of those things, right? Like if you have a seventh house Mercury, you might have that natural skill to really get people interested, invested, um, 
this is our contract house. So you're going to like find the like ideal, maybe really putting yourself out and vetting and understanding the ideal partners, the ideal business people, and also making that, that move. Um, again, the seventh house can see both a lot of the time. So if wavering or sometimes taking too long, uh, feels like that's maybe you don't, you know, that's just something to think about. I know you're weighing your options, but sometimes you don't want to miss your shot either. So I think that that's just the little push, little, you know, mama bird nest push. Um, the book also mentions that you may be attracted to very, um, I'm trying not to use a problematic term. Uh, you, you are attracted to people who have intellectual pursuits. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I'm like, it doesn't mean they have to be, you know, geniuses or yeah yeah like it's it's like oh they're you're attracted to people who are intellectuals oh in whatever way sapiosexuals if we will yeah <laughs> it's we like will. we will <laughs> well that's what i was trying not I to say to because forward. people like mentioned oh that is that the it, slur no people <laughs> mentioned that it it indicates that you know if you're oh, I know. mentally disabled that yeah so and that's obviously not what we're talking about Got it. if you're if you're attracted to someone intellectually it doesn't have to mean that they are the epitome of intellectualism as society sees it it means they have intellectual pursuits well, that also you find intellectual I always, that could be art it could be yeah, you know I was always interpreted that as you like the way they think like or yeah, just you're just, into their how they process. Not that I like see that how that's definition, but I think I, I've just seen a lot of people going back and forth on it, so I don't want to yeah. exclude anyone. Okay, well, yeah. I'm yes. and I appreciate that. Yeah, because I I could see how that would be how some like asshole person would use that to dis to discriminate against people to say yeah. like I yeah. only like whatever type. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Noted, agreed. Um, the keyword from uh, March Montgomery's is people conscious. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so Venus in the seventh, you're actually going to get married today. Just to <laughs> 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 So congratulations. Uh, just kidding. Obviously, I'm sure you've, if you've ever gotten an astrology reading or Google this, it's probably like, wow, love wins. Like, look at you. Um, but I think this is definitely going to want you know want part there's definitely going to be a want a uh, want you know when talking about <laughs> no, and a, a definite like no no i mean i'm a thinking desire. a desire for partnership a desire for connection and to you know have these deep connection on these values these venusian sort of value things and wanting it to be hardcore and that could go into business too where it's like very blended and very like where do where does my as the individual begin and this happen because we're just going in so hard and um yeah this is i think just again we can and now we'll get to it in a bit with like neptune because i think it can do a similar thing is like definitely we might make it work because we want to we love love and so like sometimes that can be with whoever whatever and um just you know be cautious with your heart a bit because it's, it's probably also i'm sure relationships probably come a bit natural and, you know, that don't take that for granted because that's not for everyone, too. So you can be a little picky if you want to. What I think this one, the danger of this is assuming that the relationship, the keyword from Archie McEvers is harmonious. Um, but I think the, uh, the problem comes when we assume that these relationships are, like, not 
we're what we're talking about is like oh like romantic relationships or partnerships or whatever like positive ones but i think that this could also speak to someone who values adversarial relationships Mm -hmm. because there still is a required like harmony and balance in that if you are someone who likes to fight and you don't have someone to fight with you're going to feel kind of inept and that does it that's still again like we've been saying all this time is still a partnership and that still is balance and harmony and things kind of working side by side back a, a regular back and forth but i think that you if you have venus in the seventh you are going to value things that have a back and forth not a not an 11th house like i put this out and i never get feedback it's like i want to hear from someone like it's very you know counselor counselor relationships these sorts of things where you get to talk with someone and see like or like sales in that kind of way lawyer whatever where it's like you are directly working with someone and hearing back about your performance whether it be positive and you're juicing each other up or you're constantly getting kind of that uh adverse like competition or fighting Mm -hmm. i also think if you are listening to this on your wedding day (laughs) just Congrats, you know. Congratulations. But put on some music, I think. It might be time. Yeah, I'm sure your friends yeah. are like, why are they listening to a podcast <laughs> all about your wedding? Also, I had one more note on it that you might want really be into that worshiping, being worshipped and worshiping back. Like, just like, I'm seeing that sketch the from SNL back in the day. Lover. Like, the lover. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. um, not everyone's going to love that way either. So just don't discredit those who maybe love a little different as we've kind of harped on this whole fucking episode. Uh, Mars, I think you're going to come in hot. You, then this could be very easy Dom sort of placement, you know, naturally, even though maybe there's other things in your chart that are pointing to more like, no, I'm actually a sweetie pie in this. It's like, no, but you're going to want to like drive the bus a little bit and say like, this is where we're going. And, um, i.horoscope.com stated when in love they're more into the chase than what it is what the game brings them in the end well i mean come on that's the best part i agree with you right there yeah. the seventh love the chase then you get then you're like oh shit what do i do with this person so just be knowledgeable what things might be chases and conquests and what is real and also that's that just takes in other people's feelings and also yourself because you know, we like to admit maybe when we're more chaser people that we don't get hurt in the process, but sometimes we do. That's all. Yeah, I love that. Uh, keyword for March McEvers is active, which, again, I think fits with the kind of combative idea of, of both partnership and enemy, where it's like, if you do it in the other person, if you throw the ball and the other person catches it and just walks away, now you're done. You need to keep going back and forth in order for that to work. Uh, so just again it's that thing of like debate debating uh combat just something where you are consistently in uh motion with with a person or a thing if you're thinking about like physical activities or whatever too this is i think someone who wants that uh is i like that word active Mm -hmm. jupiter so, okay, when I was researching Jupiter more in this spot, and also then later on, Julia, I realized you have this, so I hope you, <laughs> I hope you enjoy this. Uh, but I imagine Shredding. Jupiter in the seventh house 
being that lawyer that comes in with like and their papers are flying like everywhere but somehow they manage to say the one thing that like wins the case it's like they're like the like funkies i don't know if you watch search party but like louis anderson's character made me think of this jupiter in the seventh where it really is going to be that person that can bring partners and people together cure these sides and it's jupiter it's just like it's gonna give a lot of their you know, open up that permission slip department of like, what do we want to do? What do we want to try? Like, let's go, like, let's go for it. It doesn't want to poo poo, you know, or put things down. And also too, this can be a really great spot to get a lot of opportunity through these connections, through other people, through, you know, casting that net. So if, you know, again, if you're got Jupiter in the seventh and you're like, I'm strictly a solo act, it's like, well, you might get some random cool shit if you like open up a little bit. So just, know that Jupiter is there giving those blessings of those close partnerships because we don't know. Jupiter is like, what do you want? Want. And then we can go. Then we can just go and get it. <laughs> you can use the word. Come on. I- <laughs> um, I th- uh, yeah, I think too. I mean, uh, this one to me is like the, just take the gift. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. don't fight that whole thing of like, well, I don't know. Somebody no. didn't earn it or, you know, just. When you see it, and maybe you're not ready, but take the gift. Yeah. The keyword for March McEvers is notable. Um, and there, I didn't do this for some of them, but for for this one, I have examples of people who, other people who had Jupiter in the seventh, and they are, um, so it's like you can su- succeed through partnership, but you also can kind of like grow an outsized kind of idea, I think, of who you are too. And these are famous wives, Jackie O., wife of jfk who is definitely known as like a idea like an epitome of a partner of a wife of a yeah idealistic yeah yeah but also this outsized kind of like idea of her not of her as a solo person but as who she was to another person she has Um, that moniker jackie o we mm -hmm. know who she is right away absolutely and then the other person that i thought was interesting is phyllis schlafly if either of you have watched Mrs. America, she kind of headed up the opposition to the ERA and like the women's lib movement. She was a major part in kind of pushing the conservative, um, like women's inequality movement. Oh, um, but she, but she was like her husband got her a lot of the opportunities to do these things. And then uh, I know it's fictionalized in the show, but she had ambitions to be a lawyer herself, but always in being a voice of women staying in their subservient role, she also could never really reach personal ambitions and was also the symbol of, we love actually, we actually love being partners and being wives and being, mm-hmm. being um, people who serve the other, like only existing in the context of our relationship to someone else, which I thought was interesting. Again, is like, there's power in that and there's definitely expansion, but it still is Jupiter where it's like, this thing is going to grow out of, it might grow out of your control in a way that you like, but also don't like. Whoa, that's cool. Uh, Saturn. So I think that this placement can naturally be like, what are we? Boundaries. Like, what is up? I know, like, labels have definitely um, gone out of fashion <laughs> or were, <laughs> you know, or our labels are just have adapted and they're different. And I think labels 
I mean, we've all probably fucked that horrible person that's like, what are labels? Justin Bobby is very, I don't like, like... I don't like labels. This is very Justin Bobby energy. But I think when we do have labels and language and boundaries, then we can be more free a lot of the time where it's like, oh, I know that I you have this expectation of me. I have this expectation of you. Again, laying it out. Um, you know, if you're going to, like, move with your partner somewhere for their job or something where a moon or Venus might, like, go more rooted in that love, Saturn is going to ask, like, well, where are we moving to? Like, what's the timeline? How much money do we have towards this project? So um, I think just being conscious of the yin to the yang balance of, you know, taking in that emotional info, like we are going to have to like feel good and love people and, you know, all that. And then we can maybe, again, work with the logistics later. Also, my Saturn is in the seventh house and whole sign. So I've been learning some of it there, too. And I think it clicks for me in a lot more ways in the six, but there's some seventh house things that also apply. So again, Saturn keyword is time. Collect your info as you go, but also like there should be an emotional root there as well. Uh, March and McEvers keyword is faithful. Uranus. Uranus. Um, Avi, Uranus wants things that are a little different. So I think this might want... Uh, some different like it's not gonna necessarily lean towards the traditional so maybe if it is having that serious partner but keeping separate homes or um I don't know like kind of just thinking of like what are rules that make you disgusted in terms of partnership and relationships and finding your Uranian way of processing that or looking at things that are dated practices and again this goes to work too like if there's things that have made you want to have business partnerships but they don't work for you then it is asking to um adjust and also also dating outside of our type maybe it could be a very you're in a seventh house uh little indication of like wow if we keep dating your ex-boyfriend over and over why don't we try somebody new um uh, yeah the the book mentions that they might both be unusual so i like the idea of mm -hmm. if you're dating outside of your type finding that common ground in that you're both like yeah one's a goth and one's a prep i'm writing a movie in high school or something but, but it's like they're <laughs> both extreme yeah they're both um very unusual i guess preppy is like not that unusual whatever you get my point no but it is still, that still is like a, a a swing to an extreme or like a not 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 like a goth and a regular person that like yeah. sometimes wears black it's like yeah the, um i mean the march mcevers keyword is unpredictable so i think mm. that this is also someone who values uh like or that's gonna make quick moves around partnership and things like that so that could be you know some a lot of things that you'll read again if we're talking about marriages and things like that that this can be like breakups that sort of thing but I think it's not because you are doomed or fated to have bad breakups but it's because it's like that oh I made a choice kind of quickly and now I realize that this is this wasn't a good choice and I need to just end this choice as opposed to like let's figure this out I made it I made a um a thoughtful measured decision where you're like well there's this i like about them this is like oh i had this is a person that i did not take the time to get to know yet and now i realize is a terrible person so i can just cut them out of my life or it could also be like oh we're weirdos and it works i'm not going to think this through because why not and it could totally work out but it's that like 
the impulsive decision making or or changes in relationships as opposed to like I really labor over thinking about who I'm going to partner with and mm-hmm. kind of happen. Well, and to think that probably you know a lot of us have Uranus and Neptune together. So Neptune on back to these Venusy sort of things can romanticize an ideal, can really love love or encounters that are very fate, very chemistry, unexplainable. I just love them. We're just connected. We're just feeling. And again, like those are all like beautiful places to be, but also that can sometimes where we romanticize not great partners for ourselves and not healthy relationships. And Uranus, again, if it's there too, it's probably like, yeah, this is wild and weird. How great for us. And Neptune is it? It is. It's so fantastical. We met on vacation. And it's like, but they, you know, have stolen all my credit card information. Or they, you know, like then we have to get into like mm-hmm. reality and the practical. Um, it feels very 90 day fiance to me in like a lot of ways. Like there's a lot of, and again, you know, I don't, I don't know why I was about to disclaimer. Disclaimer, 90 day fiance. I'm sure some of them love each other, but there is a lot of, like where you're like, I don't think you all you're in a very fantasy world and now you're getting hit with reality so hard. And that's why it's an amazing train wreck that you can't look away from. So just know that when you you might be hit with reality even harder because we're living in such a romantic state of being that just little things of reality might be like, well, fuck, I didn't know that about you. I think the imagination mm-hmm. quality of Neptune, too, where it's just you know, crushed out of you as a child. And then Mm -hmm. it turns into this thing as an adult. That's like, I lay up at bed in at night, wondering the worst case scenario or whatever. And it's like, that's not, you know, that's not imagination. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so using that energy, because you have it to dream up the most beautiful flower that doesn't exist or whatever. You know what I mean? That could be good for a work partnership. If maybe you can find that person that is, there to check you and do the harder, you know, those more hard fact details. Cause then, yeah, that could be the creative, you could be the creative arm of these relationships, right? Like lean into that. That is, you know, so again, don't poo poo magic, but we got to check back in and make sure we have, you know, what our bank accounts are looking like and what their, what weight is being met. And because it, it, it should be, it's never going to be equal in relationships, but it shouldn't be lopsided. <laughs> either well the keyword from marcia mcevers is unrealistic and i think that that's perfect that it's um, not not with judgment it's just like yeah this is the unreal side so we also need the real side too mm-hmm. and the idea that we can both be totally unreal isn't tenable <laughs> so mm-hmm. that thing of like yeah don't don't damp it down but also we can't you also can never know someone else's like actual imagination until it is put into something that you can objectively experience Mm -hmm. so that idea of like yeah let's actually like talk about it let's put it on paper let's do get some realness in there so we can also still have fun and and fantasize Mm -hmm. pluto so this is going to be a placement that naturally holds a lot of value in the relationship like it's not petty things and i think um for these, like, if they're going to go in, they're going in. But if they don't care, you're just going to, like, it's going to be, like, Pluto can take in that measure of if it's big, it's big. And if it's small, it's small, like, whatever. But it's going to want that deep, deep. Um, you know, the transformative lovers, businesses, partnerships, all those things. No small potatoes. And I.horoscope.com did mention a forewarning 
of really feeling the scars of past relationships and keeping them to themselves. Um, this is also my boyfriend's placement, so I'm going to fight with him as soon as I'm done recording this and see if that is all true. But when I did see that, when I, when I first started dating Pablo, I was like, oh, no, that means, like, relationships destroy him and that he um, will hate this. And then I found out, like, he hadn't had that many serious relationships, and this was, like, the first one that he invested in and took seriously. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take that as you um, made a conscious Plutonian decision to not waste your self on things that you already gave, like, Scorpio, like, kind of, like, gauge on, like, oh, the chem right away. Will I be, do I feel that soul thing with that person? No, it is what it is for now, and then, like, we'll continue on. Um, but also, again, well, the scars of the past relationships, just know, like, you're in something new. And, you know, we have our scars, and we'll talk about our scars with our partners, but they're not the same people. The book mentions, maybe you can comment if this is true for Pablo, Ooh. but um, that they, people with this placement, they want to relate on a more equal basement so that no one in the relationship controls the other, which I think is oh really God. important across all relationships, but... Oh, well, that fits yeah. because the keyword for Marcia McEvers is domineering. And so that fear of it being unequal, I think either by you making it that way or by someone else dominating you, like experiencing partnership domination in some capacity. Um, the examples of people that have this placement are Rupert Murdoch and Ted Kennedy. Wow. And to me, that's like both kind of sides of either one. Um, the other thing that they just mentioned is just like their actions affect other people. And in hearing you talk about Pablo, of like, oh, not being in another relationship, you still like have all of the power if you're the person who decides this isn't going to be a serious relationship. It doesn't matter if you actually are like asserting power over someone, but if you like remove yourself from the equation, that you have all the power. Oh, I mean, and sorry, Pablo, for airing all your business. I know you listen to every episode. Uh, but, like, because I've talked to him, I mean, you got to ask your, especially for men, you got to ask about any past fuckboy behavior. I'm going to be like, what have you done that was bad? Like, what is, like, I'm sure there's something. And he's mainly an angel, but he was telling me about this girl he used to hook up with. She wanted to keep dating, wanted to be serious. And he flat out told her, like, I just look at you as, like, like you. we live close and we're, like, sex partners. And, like, I don't mind hanging out once in a while. He said, this is funny, now I'm thinking, he's like, he's like, we never texted. He's like, we was always for like when we met up and I, he found that not to be relationshipy. Like you would text someone and be into, and you know, close. And again, he's the Taurus mm -hmm. rising. So that, that Scorpio stuff too, that very meld, you know, Scorpio, Pluto, meld, sold sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, so you stopped seeing her. He's like, no, no, we kept having sex. And I'm like, oh, well, like she probably thought you were going to be in a relationship because you kept going. He's like, I said we weren't. <laughs> I was like, oh my <laughs> God. I'm like, you did tell her, but I also was like, you should have. I don't never. Know. I think he he's right have, with the. He shouldn't have uh, kept going. No texting. No, no texting. Yeah, no texting for the hey, come over, come on. I know. Are you, no. girl, girls. I mean, I, no, not to blame any women of anything. No, girl, we've been there. I mean, I've been yeah. there. Like, girls should have known better. But also, I told Pablo, like, Pablo, no, that's when you like stop. Go, like, you cut off. He's like, I put it. I said no, but I didn't say no to continuing the like the sex portion. And I'm like, but. He, uh, I'm like, but yeah, I know, like, it's very literal Plutonian, like, I said what I, like, this is, the, it's out there, and I'm, you know, and will I let you know if I change my mind? Probably not. Um, but yeah, no, meld souls, scars of past, and that's it, that's the seventh house, it was juicy.
It's mm-hmm. a juicy one, baby. I mean, so. when we're just starting to really involve, I mean, we've had bits and pieces of other people, you know, in these other houses, but not not, not like this. <laughs> like, not this, like, not people who've maybe, like, seen your dick and boobs. And, they've seen you know, it. They've, yeah, seen they've seen them all. They've seen it. I mean, they've seen all, oh, also, all my boobs. A lot of my close friends have definitely <laughs> seen my boobs. That's another one. Like, will I go Five. skinny dipping Five. with you? <laughs> I should have said, I can't believe I didn't say an odd number. That's I such a bad I move. W- I wish I had. I know I don't. Um, I would love to see five boobs. I think that yes. would be fun. And not on oh, like an yeah. animal situation. Anyway. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I'm not a nursing too. cat. Someone, no, no, yeah, no. Oh, someone, draw, someone draw that, please. Who's good and at don't, art. don't put my face on it. <laughs> yeah, and don't make it sexual. This is purely anatomical and just like almost funny i was about um, to say put all of our faces on it like a three or a three-headed five we're boob. the boot we're all we're, the wait yes but one of us is only a uniboo <laughs> <laughs> more boobs yes. please exactly well this yeah this is the seventh house it's a good one i mean it's important and i think it the same way that you like can't talk about any of them without the other ones i think this one really is the kind of like gateway into talking about these next ones just like everything else in astrology how it leads it informs each other so i i think that there was a lot to talk about but it's a lot your one-on-one kind of relationships with people are some of the most fertile and interesting and and like the ones that you experience the most you have to be in whether whether you are in partnership or not you are always kind of in action with those types of relationships whereas these other ones you don't have to take such a a active role in all the time so it makes sense that there's a lot a lot here so Mm -hmm. thank you thank you for for going on this journey with us we um although we don't have a seventh house relationship with you we do appreciate you tuning in and supporting us we love you thank you for listening we'll see you next week Bye. bye bye Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. What's your sign, baby? What's your